Okay. So, in the last episode, I said that, you know, it sounded like it was a guy in my house. So, scratch that. That actually was my sister, baby daddy, coming to get my niece. But, um, regardless of anything, though, everything else, though, it definitely be happening. Like, when I, say, when I say I have rocks being thrown in my window, like, why would people be outside my house throwing rocks at me? I don't know anybody. I don't talk to anybody. Why would they be throwing rocks outside my window? Or when I say people bang on my wall. And they bang on weird walls. Like, for example, there's this wall that there's no way you have access to unless you come through my room. And you actually are in my bathroom. And I hear bangs on that wall. Or, for example, there be, there's usually there's a lot of bangs on my wall from the neighbor's house, on the neighbor's side. And, like, I don't know them at all. Literally, they don't even speak English. But they bang on the wall. And every single time they do that, I always hear, you know, somebody say, that's your sister. Your sister's in her house. Your sister's banging on that wall. Or your sister got them banging on the wall. Or your sister got them going along with it. But it's not always my sister. Like, they usually be on it too a lot. But another thing I noticed is one day I was praying. This is why... I don't really, I don't usually want to, you know, even mention them. But one day I was praying. And I noticed. I started praying and praying and praying. And nobody, like, I was just praying over and over again. You know, um, I kept praying all over and over again for You know, John three sixteen. For he gave his son he gave his son for who's he gave his son to come down and die on the cross for our sins. For he loved the world for he he loved the world so so much that he gave his son to come down and down on the cross for our sins, for whosoever shall believeth in him shall not perish but but shall have eternal and everlasting life. I kept praying that over and over and over again. And when I did that, you know, Jesus showed up. He showed me he was black. Then he placed me in the presence and gave me the feeling of what it really feels like to lose your friend, your brother. You know, someone you love who died innocently, who who, who was brutally murdered innocently. He gave me what that felt like for real in real life. And when he did that, he showed me that he was black. And... He, you know, I kept praying that over and over and over again. And next thing I know, you know, chains broke off my heart. I felt it, it was like, whoosh. They just broke off. Then they broke off my mind. And I could finally see that I never truly accepted Jesus in my heart as my Lord and Savior. I had never truly done that. And I thought this whole time, my whole life that I had done that. And the re- thing is, you can't just say I accept, you know, Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I know that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And I'm grateful that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. You can't just say that. You have to mean it. You have to mean it. So I realized, like, you know, in the midst of everything, you know, the only way I was able to truly understand this and the only way I was able to truly see this for what it was, was when I you know, 
found out that Jesus is actually black. But the reason I say this after I tell you about my neighbors is because, you know, in the midst of everything, everybody laughed at me. Everybody teased me. Nobody cared. Everybody thought that, like, you know, so what? Let her in. Like, they they really, you know, have it out for me where they're all, you know, in on this idea. Not even idea, but they're all in on this plan and scheme to kill me to to pretty much get me to kill myself so they can be you know void of all responsibility of everything that they've been doing in my life for years everything that they've been guilty of they're like it's so sick it's really so sick all of this stuff if i tell you everything they've been really been doing is sick it's disgusting like okay let me give you a few examples well, first of all, they put witchcraft on me so that they can watch me. Who puts witchcraft on the family that they claim that they love? Then, you know, they tried to sacrifice me to the devil last year. All of them. They tried to sacrifice their own souls to the devil. And when the devil, when you try to sacrifice your soul to the devil, the devil goes through the whole family and see who he won't. Because the thing about it is he might not want you. You don't got the best destiny in the whole family. You're going to have to beat whoever got the best destiny. You're going to have to take them out. Otherwise, he don't want you. He want the one who got the best destiny. So they found out it was me. They searched through the whole family to find out who had the best destiny, and they found out that it was me who had the best destiny. So once they found out that it was me who had the best destiny, they planned. All, they, all, they all together you know, came to me and said, you want to sell your soul to the devil. And I was like, no. I was like, H no. Like, is you crazy? I couldn't believe, you know, that it was actually them. But they were still hiding who they was because if, you know, all else fails, they don't want me to know, you know, it was actually them. But it was so many different things that, you know, was so reflective of their personalities that snitched on them. Like, for example, I heard somebody say, you're not about to be pretty and um pretty and thick and light skin and um good too my sister does stuff like that she's been doing stuff like that since i was a kid she i don't know what's up i don't know what it is but all i know is like she hates she always hated if i have if i'm the full package she don't want me to be the full package so for her what usually got her through our childhood is her feeling like well at least i can beat you up so recently she actually tried that again and she felt like I can beat her up. You know, the devil told her that if she can kill me and destroy my destiny, then she can have it. And he also told the same thing to my oldest brother. But or to my brother, I'll just say to my brother because there's no it's not clear which one. But um all I know is, you know, when she did that. She was like, easy piece of cake. That's like taking cake from a baby. That's how she felt. And the devil, he knew the whole time who I was to God. He knew I was a demon hunter. And he knew she was never going to do that. And he set her up to die. He set her up to die. But God said, you know, he saw the whole thing. And he knew that the devil knew and that the devil tricked her. Because he tricked both of them. He told my brother the same thing. My brother's like, that's a piece of cake. She's probably the easiest one in the family. That's what they thought. Well, they didn't really think that. Deep down, they knew. 
But, you know, that's what they have been made to think this whole time because I don't know. I think it's a mixture of the family kind of like telling themselves that to make themselves feel better. But deep down knowing what it really is. So it was like the false sense of confidence. Like, for example, on the outside, like I probably don't even seem as confident in God or as confident in everything that I'm, I am and everything that I'm doing on the outside when I maneuver myself. You know, when I'm actually living in this world because I've had to put on this different shell. It's like for survival. Like, for example, I can't be, you know, exactly who I am to God on the outside because people in this world, they'll call you crazy for the stuff that you know. If I went to somebody and told them, I'm a demon hunter in the spirit, I have powers. God has given me superpowers. And guess what? Um, I was here before the world was formed. God told me that. And he's also told me that, you know, where that revelation is going to happen in our lifetime. And he told me um, that I'm not even from my mother and I'm not even from my daddy. Even though I look just like them. That's what God told me. Right? And in the midst of everything, he also told me some other things. He also told me that, you know, I'm not even supposed to be here. Like, I'm, I don't want to say that. I said, I'm supposed to be here because I'm here. I'm not even going to put that part in it. But anyways, in the midst of everything, if I went and told them that and also told them that God also showed me that um, my sisters and my brothers, they have powers too. We all have powers in the spirit. We're all given spiritual gifts. We're all given spiritual power. If I went to go tell anybody that outside, just period, even people in my family, if I went and told them that, they would all be like, you're crazy. Uh, where are you getting this from, stuff from? You're delusional or, you know, you have a really, really, really great imagination. And all of it is true. All of it is true. So, excuse me. So, boom. Fast forward. And, you know... They don't even know me like they think they do. And I don't know them. And the whole time that they felt like they knew me, they felt they pegged me as weak. They pegged me as easy. They pegged me as, you know, the sweet one. They pegged me as powerless and just an easy lick. That's pretty much, you know, the weakest link. They pegged me as the weakest link. And... The whole time, you know, when it came down to it, it was them. I was the strongest one. And I always knew that. (laughs) I always knew that. But in order for me to prove that, I would have to be doing a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of extra stuff to prove them, which would make me the weakest link. If I went out of my way to prove to them who I was and I know who I am already, that makes me weaker. That makes me weak. So the power comes in knowing and not needing that validation, except but from God. And that's what I had. And 
even though I knew who I was the whole time and I knew that they would never acknowledge that as what it was. And I knew a lot of times that they knew it too. And a lot of times the aggression, a lot of times the the, the attitude, a lot of times the fights, the jealousy, a lot of things that they would do to subliminally tear my spirit down and tear, tear me down was reflective of them knowing who I was the whole time. And not wanting me to know that, hoping that I didn't know. People know who you are. They hope you don't know. So... Once they found out, I remember the day that they find out. They found out the day that they showed up, and they found out. They was like, "Okay, I remember that day that showed up." They was like, "She's the last person." We like, "Nah, they know, you might as well not even check her. You already know it's not her." Then they was like, "No, nah, you you know you might be right, but you gotta check her. She's the last one. We ain't found it yet." So I'm the last person in the family that they even decided to check, and the whole time. Funny thing about it, I look back and find out that whoever was the leader of it, the, the whoever initiated it, they got everybody to sell their soul, but they came and found me first and knew I knew it was me first. They just didn't tell everybody else because they didn't want to, you know, they, first, they, first off, they wanted them to figure it out for themselves and they wanted to lead them away from me. So they knew from the jump it was me. But they went and searched the entire family, got the whole family to sell their soul first. And actually, I remember at one point, they was just attacking me by themselves. And then I remember saying to myself, why isn't my family here? Like, why are you doing all this? Because I, I really thought my family was going to help me. I thought my family was actually going to fight with me. I thought my family actually loved God like they said they do when they, whenever they're around me. But turn around, they, they was like, good idea. You should have heard the way they said it. They said, good idea. It was so it's such a deep, creepy voice. And then next thing I know, they started adding my family in. But when they started adding my family in, they never told my family that they already knew what was going on with me. They must have told my family a bunch of lies in order to get them all in. So by the time everybody got in there, they all had was going along with it. You know, they found out everybody's dirt. Everybody's like, oh, you did that? Oh, you did that? And everybody's horrible. Everybody's horrible. Even all of, you know, not all of them, but a lot of my friends I knew. Horrible. They did the worst things you could ever think of. But now that everybody's secret is out, everybody knows that they're wicked. They're like, well, hey, so? Except me. When it get to me, I've done bad things, but never this type of stuff they've done. They've done so much wicked, disgusting things. I can't even speak of this stuff, but that's why they hated me. When they found out, I, they found out what I did, they like, why is she so good? How dare you? And it's so funny because, you know, I was thinking I was so horrible. I was thinking the stuff I've done, I should never even be able to speak of. The stuff I've done is unspeakable. Right? And the whole time, their stuff is so... Way, 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 way worse that when they find out what I did, they were ready to they ready to kill me. Crazy. But um all I know is, you know, I don't know specifically everything they did. I could, you know, pretty much give a few vague descriptions. Uh I think I heard murder and I definitely feel like I heard um well, they all try to sell themselves to the devil if that's not the worst thing you can do. But um, rape, of course. 
Um, what else? Like, they were just so wicked. <laughs> they were just so wicked. Like, they had been doing a lot of wicked, disgusting stuff. Like, one of them, oh, yeah. Yeah, one of them was um, a sex trafficker. Like, literally, against people's will. In the spirit. Selling people off that don't even know about it. Disgusting. But, um... That all came back around. You know, you reap what you sow. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Whether you're on God's side or not, you reap what you sow. Trust me. What goes around comes around. But, um... Regardless of anything, though... You know... They were all horrible. And they all found out it was me. And they all plotted together. And they all planned together and said, let's kill her. Let's all kill her. I remember hearing, you know, that being discussed before it happened. And then they made it seem like it was their idea. So whoever it was that was initiating the whole thing, they already had planned this all to happen the way it happened. They already had set it all up to happen like that. They had set me up to die like I said at one point my whole family wasn't even there then they got them there and when they got them there they you know made it seem like it was all their idea and that they were finding this information out on their own really they were leading it to them the whole time they were leading them to it the whole time I'm talking about this is the most sick sinister thing that you've ever heard of not ever heard of but that's ever been done to me Like, and just in general, I've ever heard of, you know, like it's a lot of things I've heard of, but this is the most sinister thing because even though I've heard of similar situations, people selling their soul to the devil, you know, I didn't know that, you know, he actually gets the whole family when you sell yourself. And, you know, one of my family members actually sold a memory to him, her favorite memory. The devil will buy your, your best memory, your favorite memory in your whole life. He will buy it from you because it's so, it brings so much joy to you and it's so good. It's from God clearly. It's so powerful and he buys it. And the way that you fight in this whole spiritual warfare, I guess specific to me, I don't know how, how it is for other people, but the way that you fight is you, you, you think of memories. You fight with memories. I said this in a previous episode when I found out that I found this out when my sister was fighting with Whitney Houston. And she almost died because she didn't have memory strong enough to actually keep her off of her. But then she called me. And I saved her. Excuse me. God saved her. But um, all I know is, you know, they had set up the entire situation. They set it up from start to finish. And... They had led my family, they brought my family and they got every, each and every single last one of my family members to sell their soul. And imagine how much work this is. My family is at least, I want to say my, I have a family of 800, but I don't know if they got all 800 of them. I think that, you know, it's 75 immediate, 75 to 80 immediate, but, but they had to get both sides. So that's at least 200 people. That's at least 200 people, at least. And, you know, that's that's a lot of, you know, different people to have to go, keep going down and keep going to and, you know, thinking of new plans and new ways to get them because everybody's different, right? So you got to go dig dirt up on each and every single last person. 
and you have to, you know, coerce them into selling their soul. And after you do all of that, you know, if you're not coercing them into selling their soul, you have to think of some lie that will, that will buy them into contributing or going along with it. Like, this is not easy work. And they did it over the course of a whole year. And I'm talking 24-7. Like, they never stopping. They never not doing this. So, that was amazing to me. I'm like, you don't take no breaks. You don't even sleep. So, you know, that's crazy. But, um, all of this, and they never told them who I was. And what I was sent here to do. And what's coming up. That they know is coming up. I know that they know it. Because they're moving so desperately and they're frantically just moving and rushing to get things done. And they do, they're doing stuff on a level they've never done it before. That means that that means something's happening. Something's about to happen like really soon, you know, and God had already told me that. But that's more evidence, you know, more, more, more of support, more supporting evidence. But all I know is, you know, they all got to me and they were like, it's her. Somebody I heard my family say, I, I've been knew that. I knew it the whole time it was her. I, I like, I called that. I, I said, it's her. And other people were like, it's her. Like, they already knew, but, like, they were upset that, you know, it's being confirmed. Other people were like, it's her? You know, really surprised. And then other people were like, it's her. Like, all right, that's that's what it is. But when it came down to it, everybody decided to team up and, you know, sabotage me and kill me. I feel like, yes, kill me. I'm not going to sit up here and sugarcoat it. They all decided to kill me. And if it wasn't for God, I would be dead right now. And I wouldn't be able to tell this story. So it's no point in sugarcoating it. So by the time they all decided to do that, God is like, you know, I remember God shaking his head like, dang. Because he was hoping that one person, somebody, anybody, would just be like, no, that's not right. And somebody did, but only to a certain extent. He was hoping that the family would change, would not do that, that they would change their mind, that they wouldn't get so caught up and hyped up over money and opportunities here in this world. Like, Wow. I'm telling you, money is the root of all evil. And it it drives people to do some crazy, sinister stuff. So, um, after that, after that, what wound up happening is I wound up fighting them. They they did everything that that they could possibly do. After that, I heard them do a few things. I heard them, you know... Well, first of all, they all gathered around me all day and decided, let's, you know, get her to kill herself. And then, you know, they all gathered around me and was like, put demons. They put all kinds of demons on me. Like they like somebody can't somebody went and got the worst demon they could possibly find. A witch went and got the first the worst. They're all witches at this point. Went and got the worst demon they could possibly find and put it on me. And it was like, dang, like. Why you that's so overboard? Why would you put such a bad like that demon is doing all of that? Like, why would you put that like that? That why why is that demon so bad? Like, why are you putting the worst demon on her? And Jesus was like, You know why they're putting the worst demon on you, right? Because you are more powerful than all of them, and they're afraid of you finding out who you are and actually becoming that. 
that's why they're putting the worst demon on you. And I feel like, you know, they must have heard that too, but they chose to ignore it. And they was like, um, I remember what they said. What did they say? They was, they, oh, the person who put the demon on me made up a lot. Like, um, because such and such. I think that she tried to make it seem like she did it because, you know, um, she didn't. I think she tried to make it seem like she did it because of something I did that I was wrong about. But, it, you know, it was a lie. You know, and the whole time, just like, wow, I'm calling out to Jesus. 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 And I'm just trying to understand, like, why he it feels like he's letting this happen. Whole time, I didn't realize, like, this is all part of, part of the plan. Like, they biting the bait. Like, each and every single last one of them, it's a setup. Because on their part, even before they start trying to set me up. Because he wants to, he wants to, he wants to weed out the, you know, bad one, the bad ones. And it's really all of them. So, at one point, I heard a conversation where... It had gotten so bad. It had been months in at this point. They had been doing everything they could possibly do. It they like it's horrible. The horrible it's horrible the things that they're trying to do they were trying to do and had done have done to me. They were cold hearted and and heartless. And I heard somebody say, Okay, I think that's enough. I think we can stop now. Like and this was already after like what? After all of that? Wow. And that's when, you know, somebody was like, No. It's never enough more anymore. And I was like, wow, you really just like, like if I was destroyed, I was destroyed a long time ago. You really just want to like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like you're sick. And after that, you know, the person, I remember the person wanted to stop bad end like one of the people who was like they wanted to quit but the person was like I'm never going to quit I'm never going to stop and I think that the person I don't want to give the person any credit but I think that this person may have kept going because just to monitor this person knowing that this person was capable of that after that I remember hearing you know somebody say I want her dead I want her dead it was serious. I like, really was. They was like, okay, just stop. We gonna do. We gonna do this, and that's gonna ruin such and such for for the rest of her life, and that's enough. And you know, this person's like, no, I want her dead. So like that is so crazy to me. I thought it was so crazy that I ever have anybody in my circle that actually feel that way about me like that. You know, and hiding because I feel like I should be, I would be able to know if somebody really hated me that much, right? Well, you know, God has different plans, different plans for my life because this person exposed himself. Because, ooh, let me tell you how it gets better. They tried to expose me to the world and the different people showed up and different people decided, like, you're super wrong. And after they did what they did, this Whoever it was, they decided to team up and expose them to everybody. And while they tried to expose me and, you know, not even just try to expose me. Because if they had just exposed me, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would have, you know, been like, oh, that ain't even bad enough for me to hate her. 
Like, okay, move on. I know people have done worse. But they had to make it look like I was so horrible. And they had to add all this other stuff to make me look worse. And they really just tried to sabotage me completely. And I knew what it was about. It was because the devil told them if they could destroy me, then they could have my destiny. And, you know, that's what they were trying to do. But they didn't want nobody to know that because, you know, then everybody's fighting for that destiny. And if they're not fighting for that destiny, other people are fighting you like you're not having our destiny. But um, regardless of anything, though, you know, I just remember a whole bunch of arguing like, you know, I don't want you to have it. If anybody's going to have it, it's going to be her. And so it was a couple of people who was fighting for me only because they didn't want a certain person to have it. And then it was a couple of people fighting for me because they, they knew that I deserved it. And then it was a couple of people fighting for me because, you know, I don't know. Maybe because I think that's that pretty much covers it. I don't know. But um, I also realized that, you know. The devil was playing them because the devil had kept coming back and saying that. And it was so funny because I'm like, do they not hear him? Is he only telling me? Because the devil kept laughing and the devil kept saying, you know, um, they not getting nothing. They doing all this for nothing. They not going to get nothing. He kept saying it. And I'm like, they don't hear him saying that. How do y'all not hear? Y'all hear him, right? He's saying y'all not getting nothing. Y'all doing all this for nothing. Like, he playing you. He like, and they suffering in the meantime. Worse stuff is happening to them. And the devil is laughing. And I'm like, how don't they hear that? But I do. I'm like, this is so crazy. And like, even despite the fact that, you know, a lot of people can't even hear them. And what they talking about is they they putting stuff on me and they lying on me and the other people was like did you do such and such or are you really saying such and such and such and such and i'm like no i really didn't say that i really didn't do that but they really made it look like i did it and said it and then they laughing in the background when they like yes you did stop lying like i hate when people just be lying when they know they did something and then like everybody's just going off like that and then they laughing in the background like she really didn't do it that's why it's so funny and this is how I recognize it was a couple people in my family because there's been a couple people like this who are who have personalities like this my whole life. They love to to lie on somebody and put something on somebody else. And then when everybody's blaming them, they in the background thinking it's so funny. They think it's so funny that nobody knows that they really did it. And this person getting blamed for it. And I never saw that as that funny. I'm like, what? why is that the funniest joke in the world to you? Why is that so hilarious? That is so corny. That's not even funny. You're laughing because somebody else get blamed for something you did and you think it's so they like they getting blamed for what I did. They really didn't do it. And then they just laughing at the person reaction. I was blaming them because the person is just like, Yes, you did. I know you did this. I swear I'm telling you. And then the person getting in trouble, the person is going through all of this for what they did. And this person in the background just laughing. First of all, that's so psychotic. I didn't even think of it as that serious because usually the times I, I see this happening, it's like over minor things. It's never usually like murder or anything like that. But that's psychotic. It's you a psychopath. If you think that type of stuff is funny. Period. You're a psychopath. And, you know, when I realized that that they was doing it, I was just like, wow, like, y'all really cannot see this. Like, 
and I'm in the background. I just think it's funny that all this is going on. I was like, wow, okay. And the most funny thing about it to me, though, is the fact that God already said all this was going to happen. I never saw myself as the type of person to laugh at my at my shortcomings and at my downfall. I never, ever, ever in my life thought that I would ever be that type of person. Every single time somebody, you know, it's like their whole life is ruined. Everything is thrown up in their face. Everything blows up in their face. And everything is so bad. Nothing. It seems like there's no good. And then they just start bursting out laughing. Like, <laughs> and they're like, why are you laughing? Then I, I just told you. Your whole family just died in a house fire. And they're laughing. And everybody's like, you're crazy. And it's like, no. It's just like, are you? Are you serious, though? Like, come on now. Like, for real? Like, okay. I don't know why that's so funny to me, though. That's always been so funny to me. Like, you know, First of all, I think the I was just thinking about how ironic, how ironic that, you know, God is telling me all this stuff and then I pray to God about everything and I'm praying for people and stuff. And then next, you know, you know, veil removed. Everybody is wicked. Everybody's evil and everybody's actually set out to kill you. And if given an opportunity, they would turn you over for 30 shekels, just like Judas. And I, that was just hilarious to me. I just thought it was all hilarious. Like, really? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't because I can't, what can I, I can't call it. Like, God told me this is going to happen and then it's happening. And then at the same time, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen to you. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like God is setting this up so that you are saved too. But how do we move forward after this? You know, after me knowing who you are and you losing anyways and you not being able to do nothing about it. But going forward, I'm going to be in a position that you don't want me to be in, which is in a position you could never, ever hinder ever again in your life or touch. So that being said, it's like, what do I say? Like when I'm there, by the time I get there and even now, like, how do I how do I handle how do I do with this? I guess I just keep praying for you and feel, you know, I hope that you, you know, actually get, you know, the peace that you need. The peace and the deliverance that you need. But um, I just kept praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And I was just like, wow. Like, I pray so much and it feels like nothing happened. And there was never a time in my life where I felt like I prayed so much every single day, all day. And it felt like nothing was happening. Things were actually getting worse. Like, it's never been a time in my life I've ever experienced something like that. And every single time I said, what? God is like, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. This is a great thing. You need to recognize this as a good thing. And I'm just like, what? That's why I was laughing. Like, I'm not, I'm not laughing because, you know, how is this a good thing? I'm laughing because, Wow. I'm really seeing this side of life. Like, I don't know. I'm really seeing this. Like, this really exists. People really do this stuff. This kind of stuff really happens. And I was just like, you know, I was so... It's ironic to me. Because I've always grown up knowing this kind of stuff happens. I've always grown up hearing about this kind of stuff. But to actually be in the midst of it and experience it 
it's hilarious. Like I've heard about Satan showing up to people offering them deals. I heard about Satan, you know, I've heard about people's whole family turning against them for money. I've heard about all these different things, but I've never, ever, ever experienced it. And you know what I heard about the most? Like the one thing that was the most ironic to me is when people are like, you know, who are you? You ain't nobody for everybody to be doing this to. And it really is happening to them. And that is the, like, that's so funny. Like, I don't know. Like, I always wonder to myself, like, wow, like, would I ever be able to recognize that thing if I ever noticed somebody that happened to somebody? Like, if somebody was just a basic, regular person who, not basic, I don't like to say that, but if somebody was just a regular Joe that I see every day and they said all these amazing stuff happening to them and just wild stuff that don't happen to the average, everyday person, would I believe them or would I say, who are you? I think you're lying. You're making that up. Like, for example, I remember my brother told me that his friend came to school and said, you know, she took a helicopter to Six Flags. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe she did. But at the same time, I was like, she didn't take no helicopter to freaking Six Flags. She always lying. But at the same time, you know, who would make up an outlandish lot like that? But some some people do. At the time, you have to understand that Six Flags was like an hour and a half away from us. So it didn't make sense to ever take no helicopter there, you know, but you never know what somebody is doing. And I also think she said the whole six facts shut down for her. But I don't remember that part. If that was if that part was specifically true. But um, another thing. Oh, yes. Somebody had told me that their friend that they knew, you know, actually was dealing with Drake, like actually talked to Drake. And it was from Cleveland. And I never heard nobody, no Cleveland girl actually, you know, having dealings with Drake and then still being in a hood after that, like. I don't know. But at the same time, it happens all the time. You know, maybe it's true. Maybe not. You know, do you believe she actually did with Drake? And it's like, at that time, I was just like, she could have. <laughs> like, who knows? Like, stuff, you can't write anything off. You really can't. So when people tell me this kind of stuff, like, I always said to myself, would I believe somebody if they came with some super crazy stuff like this? And I always did. Not always did, but I always gave it the benefit of the doubt. Always. Because you just never know. You really don't. Even when homeless people are talking about, I've met God. Or homeless people are talking about, you know, I'm such and such in the spirit. Or I'm a, you know, superhero. I'm this, I'm that, you know. I always said to myself, I don't know. Because a lot of times they be making sense. Like, they don't be sounding crazy, though. Like, people are like, no, they're crazy. Then I go actually listen to them like, wait. How you know that, though? You ain't crazy. And they like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not crazy. And that's so, that's what's so crazy. Like, I don't know, this weird, this world is crazy because the people who are sane are made to look crazy and the people who are crazy are made to look sane. And the only way to be sane or look sane in this world is to be crazy. Straight like that. That's what it is because the truth is so unbelievable that people rather deny it and keep getting away with it. And that's what's so that's what's really going on in this world. So in the midst of everything, <laughs> I know I talked about this before, but NBA Youngboy showed up, right? And they were like, NBA Youngboy, NBA Youngboy. And it was really like frying my brain with the, with just the mention of his name. When I'm talking about, they've probably mentioned his name over a billion times. They said it 24-7, like, I don't know it or something. And I was like, wow, like I can't, I can't, you know, even imagine. And then Money Yaya showed up, right? And at first they showed up actually trying to help. But, you know, at the time I was still, you know, somewhat in love with my ex. And 
at that time, I realized, like, you know, everybody's telling me, you don't know such such everything they got to say about him. And I really just, you know, I felt like I don't care what they talk about. I know him for who he is. Like, that's that's what matters to me. And I don't really want nobody to ruin that, how I know him. Because you, I don't know, you can't really because you don't really know him. You know, that's how I felt. But he was wrong. He was so wrong because he was definitely in on it, too. So, um, all I know is, um, they both showed up and I just kept always around this time. I would always think about, you know, that relationship and how I felt like he was the only person in the world I could trust if I can't trust my family because I've always put my family, you know, trust my family over anybody. We like, we always got each other back. We, we always fight for each other. We never abandon each other. And then this situation happened. I'm like, okay, so if I can't trust my family, if there's nobody in the world I can trust outside my family, I must be able to trust him. Then find out he going right along with it. He's, you know, I won't say he's worse than them, but he's worse than them. And um, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it because I'm like, he was the one person who, you know, outside of my family would, you know, show me that, you know, they were manipulating me. They would manipulate me into not knowing who I was. And even when they didn't know who I was, he saw me. Even when nobody else saw me, he saw me. And he was the one person who showed me that out of anybody I ever met in my whole life. And, you know, even if at one point I wasn't even as in love with him as he was with me, at the same time he saw the truth. And that I had never experienced that by anybody else, really, besides God. So... I hate to say besides God, like, he's an afterthought. Like, God is, I feel like, the only reason I didn't say it is because, obviously, God. But, um, despite all of that, though, he really wasn't who he, who I thought he was. But in the midst of everything, when Yaya showed up and was like, you know, how y'all is, how you and him was in love and how y'all loved each other, is how me and NBA Youngboy love each other. And that's how our love is. And when they showed up, you know, when she showed up, this was after he had already, you know, I remember at one point I was just on the ground being beat down to the ground. Everybody was just in clusters of of crowds, like five people here, five people there, 10 people there, 15 people there. And they all just around me, but kind of like in a distance, not really too far, just a couple of feet away. And they all just talking about me like I'm a dog, just talking about me like a dog. I'm talking about... They don't even, they, they have dehumanized me. They don't even treat me like I'm human. They don't care about my feelings at all. They don't, like, they treat me like, you know, I'm not nothing. And I'm sitting up here with a big demon on my back. I can feel it. I can see it. It's a big black demon just got his hand down down my down on my neck, pushing me down all the way to the ground. And NBA Youngboy showed up. And when he showed up in the crowd, it's like, they didn't treat him like he was a super celebrity. They were just like, oh, okay, it's, it's such and such. And then when he came around, it was he was like, what's up with such and such? I was there. I was sitting there by myself down to the ground just, like, praying. And they was like, oh, don't go over there. She's such and such. She's such and such. She's such and such and such and such. And they just get to dogging me out. And he was like, don't just leave her. Like, don't just do her like that. And then he goes over there and he picks me up. And that's exactly when... um. He ended up showing me his whole life. Like, he, he checked up on me. He looked down at me and, and um was like, you know, such and such and such and started talking to me and stuff. He pretty much was like, why are you down on the ground? Get up, such and such. And I told him everything. I told him everything that was happening. Like, I don't know. All I'm, I don't know why this is happening to me. Everybody's lying on me and such and such and such and such. I don't know if I said all that. But I pretty much just told him what was happening. And then he was like, he picked me up. 
And then he showed me his whole life. He showed me his whole backstory, like how he grew up when he was a kid, his mother, all that stuff. He just told me his whole life because what I said was, oh, now I remember what I said. What I said was everybody sitting up here talking about my business and dogging me out like I'm not worth nothing. And I can't argue back with them. I don't know their business. I don't know your business. So how am I say, you know, they sit up here arguing me such and such, you this, you this, you da, da, da. And I'm like, how is they any better than me? That's what I said. You're not no better than me. But I can't, what I'm going to do, I, what I'm going to do, argue with you when you know my business and I don't know yours. And then I said some other stuff. I don't know what exactly I said. I don't remember. All I know is I was just praying. Like, I don't know. I just don't know what to do. And, you know, he picked me up. He showed me his whole life story, whole backstory. And I was like, nobody can make this up. Like there's no way any fan could just show up. Like okay, let me let me let me give an idea of what I think NBA young boy life you know must have been like. No, because the way he showed me, it was like, you know, real. And I don't know you. I don't know if anybody could ever be that creative to make something up like that. I don't know. But um, he showed me and he said, "You my soulmate." That's what he said, and. At the time, it was, yeah, it was, he was supposed to be with the K-girl, I think, and he was supposed to be with Bunyaya or something like that, and this was before, you know, that stabbing ass mansion, but none of that media stuff mattered, I'm telling you, it's like, it's almost like that stuff not even real, and it's probably not, it's probably not real, but um, all I know is, you know, I got up. And he showed me all of that, and I was like, I don't know how I felt. All I know is that after he showed me his whole life story, it did feel like we were so missed for real. It really did. But something, somebody kept telling me, like, do not trust him. Do not trust him. This is all set up for that. Like, this is all a setup. Like, they're all setting it up so that he shows up and looks like he's saving you. From something that he put you in. But I don't know if he did. But all I know is Money Aya showed up after that. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, Money Aya, she actually is a lot like him. Like, she wanted to help me. You know, and that's when, you know, they were both, you know, helping me. And he started falling in love with me. And then she showed up and was like, no, me and him is like how you and your first love with is. Like, we in love like that. We really in love. And I was just like, okay. And not even like, okay, like, I don't care. We're more like, okay, you know, I'm cool with that. Like, you know, at this point, I'm so broken down. Like, I'm so stressed and I'm so just, like, torn in between, like, my if my family really care about me. Because the way they did me, like, I don't think I got a family no more, you know. So I'm really worried about that. But I'm like, you know, I respect that. I respect your relationship. And I ain't going to lie. I heard somebody in the background say, he in love with her. You know he falling in love with her. That's why you try to show her that that's why you try to talk to her like woman to woman or something like that. But, like, I don't even want to bring that up because I'm not even that kind of girl. Like, to try to throw that in somebody's face. Because, like I said, she's a real girl. 
and she's really in love with him and they're supposed to really be in love with each other so if he really starts falling in love with me and they're supposed to really be getting married and they really got love like that that's that's a that's a messed up situation so I really spent the whole year trying to not even trying to prove but just more like you know kind of staying away from that because I'm never trying to take nobody I'm never trying to do nothing like that like that's I'm really just in a mess up situation right now and I appreciate any help like how how do I turn I feel like she she came and offered help to me and didn't have to even though she only did it because he did I don't say only did it but it she was she was encouraged by him but um or at least inspired I don't know what to call it but she found me I don't know if she found me because of him I don't know all I know is you know it felt like more of his idea first and when it came down to it, it's like how do I do that how do I you know you can't build a foundation on another woman's tears you can't do that so not that I was thinking about that at the time I was really just like wow like I think everybody's playing games on me everybody's playing tricks on my life like everybody's playing my life right now and it was but a lot of stuff was true so a lot of stuff happened after that where you know it was like a whole situation where I don't know like I think she was attacking me because she found out she started feeling like he fell in love with me and chose me so she started attacking me and I start having to fight her now like not only am I fighting my family now not only am I fighting all these extra people I don't know who don't know me but know my business now I have to fight her and everybody she wants to, you know, add in to fight me. And she's attacking me because she hates me that he's choosing me. And then, you know, in the midst of everything, I remember I was given a vision. In this vision, I saw a girl on a couch who was holding a baby, but she was so depressed and she really looked like she was ready to die and she was not taking care of her child. I wrote it off as postpartum, but how do I know? I don't know what postpartum is like. But um, I asked her, well, I got pulled into the vision. When I got pulled into the vision, my whole energy and demeanor was more like, you know, mellow. It was mellow. It was cool. It was down to earth, humble. And his energy was like, you know, I'm just trying to do, I'm just trying to make things right. This NBA young boy, by the way, he pulled me into the vision. And his energy was, I'm trying to make things right. And when I showed up, you could tell they already had a conversation where he's making her do the right thing. So that's when, you know, I come, I walk in and he's like, he's keeping like a distance from me. But I do notice as soon as I walk in, he's nervous. Like, I make him nervous. And I immediately thought, you know, I'm glowing. You know, when I walked in, I was glowing. So I thought that maybe that's why I make him nervous. He was also glowing. But I don't know. So that's when the girl on a cry- crying on the couch looked so sad that I had to ask. I said, what's wrong are you okay I do I lightweight feel like I I remember asking him if I could ask that but I don't think I have to ask anybody anything 
But, you know, I do remember thinking, like, you know, can I talk to her? Because, like, this is people's. I don't know her. You know, who am I to talk to somebody? Like, just, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know how to feel, but I just wanted to know if she was okay. So, you know, I asked her if she was okay. And that's when she was like, he chose he chose you over me. That's what she said, except for she said she she caught herself in the middle in the midst of everything. He chose you over me, I mean, and then that's when he was like, Shut up. Like he did a little like the little hand across the neck, cut it out, like, cut it. Don't say nothing else. And that's when she was like she threw her head back, like, you know, crying again, really depressed. Then he said, give her her baby. I wasn't even pregnant, but her baby, her stomach looked like she had just had a baby. This is before everybody even found out money I was pregnant. So, um, she gives me this baby. And I was thinking, my baby. And I couldn't you know, call it, but I looked in the baby's face. This baby looked like him and somebody else. But this baby, you know, looked like him and somebody in my family. Crazy. So, don't look like me, though. But um, all I know is I'm carrying the baby. The baby is premature. The baby is near. The baby about to die within seconds. The baby's about to die. So I take the baby, I turn around, and I remember thinking, like, is it a boy or is it a girl? My hand is right there underneath the baby butt, and it was no, you know, it wasn't nothing there. So it was a girl. But then I thought to myself, no, this is a boy. Because around the time, this is when Janine was pregnant with his baby, and I knew she had a boy. So I was thinking to myself, this must be him and Janine, baby. Because I definitely see his face in it. I don't know who else's face I see in it, but it looks like some my family, somebody in my family, but I might be wrong. So I'm like, this a boy. And then it turned into a boy. But it was a girl first. And that's when I look in the baby eyes. The baby eyes just look like, you know, the baby got a whole future. The baby got a destiny. And this baby is going to be somebody in life. And it would be a shame if this baby died here and now. Really. It would be a whole shame. So... All I know is I, you know, immediately I feel drawn to the baby. I want to still address the situation. Why she's crying. Why are they saying this is my baby when I never had a baby. She's the one who just had a baby. And why he feel like he making things right. And I want to address the whole situation. But the only thing I can think about is this baby. This baby about to die in seconds. I can't, spend, I can't sit around talking. Like, so I just immediately just forget all that. Whatever. I let all that go. And I'm taking care of the baby. And then it was a trash can. And they was like, throw the baby away. And I was like, oh, I was like, definitely not. Definitely not throwing this baby in the trash. I took the, it was a sink. I was like, what else here? Like, so I can take care of the baby. It's a sink. I take the baby over to the sink. I wash the baby up. And next thing I know, I just spend, I don't even know how long it was, but I just pour everything I have into this child. Everything. 
And next thing I know, all the glow I have, it dulls down and the baby start growing until I know the baby, there's nothing, you know, anybody can do to stop this baby from living at this point. Like, and I just transfer all my energy into the baby. And then that's when I take the baby over to my sister, who's now on a different couch. And I give her the baby. Like, here, take your baby. I did not even know she was pregnant when this happened. And when I gave her her baby, you know, her baby was so healthy, her baby would never die. And I knew the baby would be okay. I was so good. I felt good. I felt now I can conversate about things. So then next thing I know, Jania's on the couch. I get to talking to Jania, like, what's going on, such and such. She says something about her brother died, and that's why she did it, and, you know, such and such. This is why she did all this. And I was like, I remember thinking, like, but you still not saying why you did it. And that's when he comes in. NBA Youngboy comes in with his, you know, friends who are a bunch of guys and they have a bunch of guns. And then it's me, my brother, and my sister. And, like, me and two of my brothers and my sister. No, my family. My brothers and sisters. And, like, they he kind of like, okay, so y'all against us? And I remember just thinking, like, you know, I did not even want to fight at all. I did not want, you know, to fight. You know, first of all, it's like, you got all these dudes and guns, and it's just me and my brothers and my sisters. And none of us really know what's up, you know, or what's really going on. So, I feel like he wanted to fight me because he was somewhat protecting Jania. And whatever she did, he promised her that she, if she came and apologized and told me exactly what happened or whatever, that he, if anything escalated past that, he had her back. I pretty much, that's what I gathered from it. But still, I was just like, eh. We didn't know what was going on. I had no clue still. Like, all of that was just off. I pretty much can gather, you know, what going, what happened and what was going on from then. But at the same time, I still feel some type of way. Like, you know, you ready to, you know, start a war and everything when you know y'all wrong. I ain't like that. But anyways, you know, he still made it right first and then he was like you know and if it escalates past that then this is how I feel about it and I don't know how to feel about that you know maybe you're right maybe you're wrong whatever at this point I'm still trying to figure out what really you was making right you know so I wake up and then I go and tell my mother about it lo and behold my sister there she wasn't always usually there. A lot of times she was, you know, not showing up. And I knew it was because of what was going on in the spirit, but I couldn't accuse anything. I couldn't prove it. So, um, I told my mother about the vision, even though everybody like, Shh, don't say nothing, don't say nothing, don't say nothing. I said something anyways. And that's when my mother tells me. Oh, she just found out she's five months pregnant. I said, what's the gender? Because I just had this vision about a baby. And she said, she don't know. She finds out tomorrow. So, that was so crazy to me because I knew at that moment it was a boy. Only because I ended up taking care of a boy. But it showed up as a girl. And if I had just wanted to believe it was a girl, then it would have been a girl. But another detail that I almost left out was... He was standing over my shoulder looking at me the whole time to see what I would do with this baby. And I feel like that was more of him trying to confirm who I was. And it was confirmation. But at the same time, so was Jania. 
And for a split second, he showed me my face mixed with his face and his baby. And I'm going to talk about it in the next episode or no, another episode, probably not today. Um, Later on, when he made me hear my baby's voice. And the baby is a mixture. It, the baby looked just like me as a little girl, sound just like me as a little girl. And I heard my baby's voice. So crazy how I heard this. Oh my gosh. I was like, that sound just like me when I was a little girl. And she looked just like me when I was a little girl. And when I heard that, I was like, that's demonic. And I immediately started praying. Because there's no way, no way you can hear your future baby's voice before she's ever even conceived. Wow. But, you know, I don't know. Because I feel like he tried to make me choose him over God. That that would be a deal with the devil. And I'm good off that. I would never bring a child into the world in any of those circumstances. They have to choose for themselves how they want their life to go. That's sad. 